This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Jackie O and you're listening to Militantly Mixed. Yo, this is Rashani from the Single Simulcast. And when I'm not making you laugh or making up parody songs, I'm kicking back. Listening to Militantly Mixed. Hey, y'all, welcome to Militantly Mixed, a podcast about race and identity from the mixed race perspective. I am your host, Charmaine, aka Mixed Girl Man, and I am coming at you from Seattle, Washington, where I'm attending Geek Girl Con, representing my other show, Blurred Comics. I am having an absolute blast, but if you can hear my voice, you can probably tell I got the con sick. So I flew in late on Friday, so I was on an airplane. I almost always get sick a few days after getting on an airplane. But at the con on Saturday, I was up at like 6, 5.36 a.m. Um, because I couldn't really sleep. I was at the con all day. There are sick people all over the place. I also spent the evening prowling for calories in Seattle with my brother-in-law. And it was kind of rainy and cold and things like that. Um, And so by the time I was going to bed last night, I could feel the pull in my ear. Woke up with a sore throat, coffee, sneezy, stuffy head, achy. I think I have a fever, but I don't, I can't tell quite. Um, I'm warm, but I don't have a thermometer, so. Yeah, no. So, yes, unfortunately, I did get the con sick. Um, I do have a long day ahead of me as well, day two of the con, and then I fly out late tonight. I really wish I flew out a little bit earlier now because I don't feel that great, but, you know, I booked it before I knew I was going to get sick. Uh, I do have a few interviews to conduct today as well, so or at least one for sure. I'm trying to snag a couple others, but um, I am going to get back to the con soon. I just wanted to take a few minutes to tell you about the experience and introduce an interview that I did do yesterday. So let me just say that the Geek Girl Con is an experience unlike any I've ever had. I'm absolutely having a blast at this con. It is, I have never experienced a convention so accommodating of different levels of people in terms of comfort, in terms of sensory experience, in terms of um, you know, body comfort and safety. This, this con is just thought of things I've never thought of before. And I'm so excited for this experience. Uh, there's an introvert room. So if you're feeling a little overwhelmed from human interaction, you can go into this room in peace and quiet and just like decompress. And I'm not a full introvert. I am more of an ambivert. I can get really extroverted once I get going, but it takes me quite a bit. I'm also really, um, I experience high anxiety in crowds. So just knowing that this room exists somewhere for me, I haven't gone there yet. I do hope to, to check it out a little bit later today. Just knowing that this room exists makes me very excited. There's also a press room so you can conduct your interviews for your shows in you know relative quiet. Sometimes there are other people in the room, but it's not as loud as being right in the dead center of the con, which is if you've heard some of the interviews that we've conducted on Blurred Comics, you do hear the con sounds in the background. Uh, such a nice space to be able to have to, to check out. And um, 
there's just different segments of panels that are just accommodating everybody kind of meeting people where they're at. It is, um, you know, woman friendly, girl friendly, femme, non-binary, androgynous, LGBTQ plus friendly. They're accommodating of hearing impairness. They're accommodating of uh, disabled people. They're accommodating of just folks of all types. And I've never experienced that much accommodation before in one space. And my experience so far, based off of my both my identities and my situations, I have been very accommodated at this at this con. I get kind of overwhelmed in the crowds with really, really loud crowd sounds. And for some reason, I don't know if it's accidental or just the environment created, but no one told us to behave this way. In the exhibition hall, it's fairly quiet. I mean, you can hear the rumblings of talking and, and the bodies moving, but in comparison to any other con I've ever been to where you just are hearing loud, loud sounds the whole time, that is not happening at this con, and it is very refreshing. Uh, the panels are so interesting in terms of uh, different access to geekdom. There are sections for STEM program, people who are interested in STEM programs. Uh, there's a women's in NASA section. There is, you know, general geekery, comic books, anime, tabletop role-playing game, cosplay. There's sections like that. There's whole sections on gender and sexuality. Uh, there's different sections of body representation. It's just amazing, all the different areas that they're covering and really making efforts. There's a few things that I'm noticing here that I think are just general because we're not used to this much accommodation. We don't know, we don't have the right language yet. So people on stage or MCs are still calling everybody guys or <laughs> things like that, which I can see having an impact on some of the people in the audience. It doesn't bother me, but I, I do have friends that that does bother. So I'm trying to learn to not use it as often, but I have a, a hard time not using it as well. And but I was very aware of it at this con this time around, things like that. But primarily, it has been a very aware, very co um, conscious kind of con. And I'm just having a wonderful experience. I definitely want to add this to my annual rotation. And the second I get home, I'm going to start petitioning to be on panels next year, because I'm just having a blast. And I need to get my co-host and partner from Blurred Comics and his girls up here because next year because this experience will be so great for them to have and to be able to share across all of the Blurred Comics family. But this is not Blurred Comics. This is Militantly Mixed. So what are we doing here? I wanted to take a few minutes to kind of talk about the con and everything. But also, I was lucky enough to spend the day yesterday, the first day of the con, with someone that you're familiar with if you listen to the show for a while. Gretchen Erickson from episode 12, White Passing, Am I Even Allowed to Claim Mixed Race? It is actually, she lives up here in the Northwest, so she drove up to Seattle so that we could hang out for Geek Girl Con. She is an engineer, so she's in this um, realm anyway, so the con was appealing to her individually, not just because I was up here. We got to attend a couple panels together, Women in NASA a Star Trek and diversity panel. Um, I was there for the diversity part primarily, even though I don't know that much about Star Trek. I have watched a bunch of it, but I don't know it very well. She was a Trekkie, so we got to sit there and experience it. She got to fill me in on some of the jokes that were happening that I wasn't getting. And we got to talk about how Star Trek actually is something that is really helpful in terms of representation and seeing yourself when you are a mixed race person 
or, you know, dealing with your sexuality and being confused about what that means when you're younger, gender identity, etc. There's a lot of areas in which uh, Star Trek is really further than any other type of science fiction property um, in dealing with diversity and stuff like that. So we got to have that conversation afterwards, which was great. And uh, we experienced a a Captain Marvel panel and a few other things. It's just, it was just a great experience. But we took a few minutes to do a little bit of a follow-up from her experience over the last year since coming on Militantly Mixed and about how she engages and approaches her mixed race identity now. So it's a, it's a short interview, not really a full interview, just kind of, you know, a couple questions and following up from last year. But I wanted to share it with y'all today. Just a reminder before I do share that, the goal for sponsorship on Patreon this, this month of November is $400 by the end of the month. We are currently sitting at 301 I have a couple of giveaway options that are up on social media right now. For the next 10 Patreon sponsors, new Patreon sponsors, I will send you one of our three-inch Militantly Mixed logo stickers. So if you are, regardless of what level you sign up for, I will send out a sticker along with whatever reward level you choose. So we're trying to hit $400 by the end of the month. We are currently at 301, so 99 more dollars to go. If you have been considering sponsoring and you want a sticker as an extra bonus to your sponsorship, um, go to patreon.com slash militantlymixed and donate as low as a dollar to as high as anything you wish. And there are different reward levels depending on what you choose. And you will, the first 10 people this month will get a a sticker in addition to whatever reward level they choose. Excuse me, I'm starting to feel a little little bit rough. Uh, If you would like to participate in sponsoring the show, but you don't want to commit or cannot commit to a monthly sponsorship, you can go to paypal.me slash militantlymixed and drop some coins in there. I will also honor the sticker giveaway to anybody who, any of the 10 folks who donate either Patreon or PayPal this month. So holla at Jermaine, let me know if you, if you do donate through paypal.me, send me an email as well and with your address and I will get a sticker in the mail to you. Or if you would just like to buy one of the stickers, I am selling those right now for $2 a piece plus shipping and handling. So we can figure out what that shipping and handling is um, based off of your zip code. So if you're interested in grabbing one of those stickers, you can also just email me at charmaine at militantlymixed.com. That's S as in Sam, H-A-R, M as in Mary, A, N as in Nancy, E, at militantlymixed.com. And I will arrange to get those stickers out to you. <laughs> All right. So this is, like I said, going to be a little bit of a short one today. I am going to share the the remaining interview with Gretchen Erickson. I do need to get myself up and ready to finish out the con. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming back Gretchen Erickson to Military Mixed. GeekGirlCon in Seattle, Washington, and we are being revisited by a guest from 2018, episode 12 of Militantly Mixed, Gretchen Erickson, from the White Passing Am I Even Allowed to Claim Mixed Race episode. 
and uh, we, well, we didn't grow up together, but we went to high school together. We just didn't know each other. But we met up here in Washington, and we're going to do a follow-up with, uh, with what's happened in Gretchen's life since coming on the show. So, it's the white girl. <laughs> the white-looking girl. white-looking girl. She's still got all kinds of baggage. <laughs> well, it's so hard to say I'm, I'm half brown when I'm so very pale. <laughs> I do get red sometimes and lots of freckles. <laughs> so, what has it been like since you've done the show, though? Um, I think I'm a lot more comfortable in um, my Latin heritage. I think I'm more um, ready to approach other people who are Latin descent and talk about my experiences and share, you know, what they have and, and their experiences. Um, I guess I'm also a lot more aware of, of all people of, of color and wanting to talk a lot more about race in general. I think a lot of that's just your show impacting my life, not just my own episode. Um, it's really been transformative in, in how I see the world and people around me. And you were saying, so... I don't remember what made it in the episode because I remember we talked for three hours and we only put an hour up on there. But I remember food was a big part of it. Have you continued to explore the um, Peruvian cuisine in anything? Yeah, in cuisine. Yeah, um, <laughs> I definitely talk a lot more about Peruvian food and I make food still. Um, uh, kids yeah, I, I do uh, make the food and they enjoy it. I, I did make um, lomo santalo, which is a very Peruvian dish. I made that for my multicultural event at work um, and everybody had to stand up and say you know something about the dish that they made and I learned actually in that preparing that I learned more about the background of that dish and because you know Peru is in the Americas it definitely has a lot of influences outside of indigenous cultures and so it has a lot of um, impact from Asian immigrants and things like that um, so it was really cool just having to learn more about that and share with with my coworkers. oh you mean because there's like a, a big Japanese population and, and other things like that or do you mean like yeah, yeah. So when um, when that dish was being invented, I suppose, or I don't know how it, the origins came, but it's it's very much a Peruvian dish. It's you, you go to any Peruvian restaurant, you're going to find lomo santado and other types of santado. But what's in it? Um, it's the the traditional one is is beef strips with tomato and onion and um, a sauce made of um, red wine vinegar and cumin, um, and, and served with um, potatoes like French fry style and over rice, so lots of carbs. Um, that's how my mom made it, my grandmother, but it also has, uh, you know, some people make it with soy sauce, which is the Asian influence. So I never had it that way. I, it seems odd to me, but, but that's the way they, it's usually made. Interesting. Uh, so one question I did want to follow up with you since it's been a year since your episode and people have responded and have come on the show because of listening to your episode. And we've talked a little bit about kind of how weird it is to also now be an influence in terms of what it means for mixed race identity and the, the diversity amongst our own identities. Have you been spoken to about like, has anybody talked to you about what this is like? Or, or are you just now kind of realizing that you're part of the mixed story, the white passing story is a deal and there's other people out there like you that need to talk about this stuff? I think I bring it up more than other people do. Um, and so I'm, I'm more likely to talk about race in, in general and if they have a story to share uh, we could talk about it that way but I don't um, the whole point why I'm passing no one no one sees me and says oh that's a mixed girl <laughs> so okay. no, one, no one approaches me um, and talks about it um, but I, I do feel a lot more comfortable talking to people um, even strangers you know strike up a conversation in the waiting room at the doctor's office or something 
and and it's a it's a really interesting conversation, especially when you have a story to share and recognize that it's a kind of a universal story being kind of stuck in more than one culture. Mm -hmm. And one other thing that I will say is that when we first talked a year ago, you were constantly apologetic and you would email me and say, sorry, I have another question. Is it okay if I ask you? And now the conversations that we do have is usually, I found an article about blah, 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 and I want to share it with you. Or have you been, are you aware of this? Have you heard about this? So you seem to have been like a lot more in your exploration, both just what you're dealing with and then also saying is this like this for you because your presentation is different and things the way you approach me so you're a lot less apologetically mixed <laughs> or do you feel that you are getting less apologetically mixed too? I think a lot of it too is was understanding um just the, the uh, it's a it's a complicated um subject race especially in our country and seeing a lot of the emails I would send you were is it okay if a white person does this? <laughs> what if they don't mean it like that? You know, things like that. And, and just learning from a, a white person's perspective. And again, I wasn't culturally brought up as, you know, someone who could identif be identified as Hispanic or Latin. So, you were um, Latin at home. Yeah, and home in my grandmother's house, but it was not um, out in public. Yeah. You know, people don't spot me and say that's a, a Latin child. So no one speaks Spanish to you out in public like they do to me? <laughs> no, no, no. They didn't even speak Spanish to me, and, and um, when I was growing up, they would speak Spanish to to uh, hide what they were saying. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but now, because I I am have learned so much, um, and just exploring the conversation more and seeing other people's experiences and wanting to share, have you seen this? What about that angle? Um, I think that's kind of more where we are now and and um, how we interact. And I wasn't asking this question last year because I stole it from my friend's podcast, Wild Black, but, <laughs> and that was way after. But so now that you've had a little over a year of sort of exploring this mixed race identity side of you, what do you love about being mixed race? Um, I, I love that it's different and it, it sets me apart and it doesn't, uh, I'm not just vanilla. And uh, you get the regular uh, vanilla flavoring and it's just boring, right? And so you put a little bit of sprinkle of something else and it's exciting and I can talk about it and it makes me different. And I like being different. A lot of things about me are are different. I like standing out. Even my name is just not very usual. You know, I have red hair. That's not usual. These I like just having a, a way to stand out a little bit. And um, and it, it's not just standing out at, and being different, bad or good. It's just, it's a really good difference. I am exposed to a beautiful culture I love the Latin culture. I, I know you don't like hugging. I love how, how affectionate. So I know. I love how affectionate everybody is in the Latin culture. Even at, at work, I have a lot of um, colleagues in, in Mexico and Latin America. Whenever we get together at face to face meetings, we hug each other. And like, I only know this person through emails and you know phone conferences, but we give each other hugs, and I love it. Um, and then of course, when I go home, everybody just is very touchy and stuff. And then of course, on top of that. The wonderful food, um, and, and the the loud laughter and <laughs> and everything. So it makes me feel special. Um, being mixed makes me feel special. Militantly Mix is a main hustle media podcast, produced and hosted by me, Charmaine Fury. Music is by David Bogan, the One. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Militantly Mixed. 
If you'd like to become a sponsor of Militantly Mixed, please go to patreon.com slash militantlymixed for monthly sponsorship or paypal.me slash militantlymixed for a one-time only donation. And if you like what you hear on Militantly Mixed, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to be your mixed-ass self. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.